put it on a shirt, turn it to a show Just to show this ain't a joke, I'm never gonna choke When I'm tying up the rope, so here we fucking go It's time to get real gas, it's finally here at last It's the doom and gloom podcast, it's finally here at last It's the doom and gloom podcast, it's finally here at last Doom and gloom podcast, it's finally here at last The doom and gloom podcast Of the doom and gloom podcast, I'm gonna be speaking with Darcy, I think Of Downcast uh, Apparel, so let me call you invite Hey, <laughs> how's it going? I don't know what was going on there. It was really like, I kept inviting it, just said wasn't able to join. Oh, okay. that's right. Here now. <laughs> How are you today? Yeah, good, good. Bit sweaty. I've been printing all day, so yeah, yeah. Bit better um, than, uh, was the other day that I got to. Was it? When was it? We had that crazy hot day. Was it Friday? It was Friday when I yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. It got to thirty-six degrees in the unit, which wasn't very pleasant. <laughs> Do you just give up and do something else? Like that? I can't. <laughs> oh, you have to do it. Yeah, so it was. We so we run the. We obviously run Downcast, but we um we run a screen printing business as well, and it was for clients. So I couldn't really stop. Got it, it was Downcast. Yeah, I would have thrown in the towel and gone home, got in the paddling pool. Fair uh, am I right in saying your name's Darcy? That's right. Yeah. Cool. Because I realised I hadn't actually like I've been speaking to you for what a couple of years, I guess, but I never really. Yeah, I well, know what was. I think we probably first spoke when around when we started up, or not long after that, anyway. Which was uh, when was it? We started up in 2017, but I don't think we were on Instagram until early 2018, something like. That. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, I had to go into your um, like about you section, about us section on your website, and I was like, cool. Yeah. So is it you and your wife that run it? Yeah. Um, hang on, I'm just going to close these. So just realised there's some weird glare, isn't there? There we go. That's better. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's me and Nick's um, who run it. Always has been. Um, and uh, yeah, that's it really. I mean, it'd be great to kind of expand. You know, as I said, we've got the other business as well. So um, I think sooner or later, we're probably going to have to bring somebody in to, to help out with both, whether it's, you know, on the admin side or whether it's in the the unit and that but uh yeah mm, i guess that's like why i want to speak to you because i'm kind of keen to learn about your journey from starting the brands did i read that you do the art as well yeah so then, probably probably 90 percent of it 95 percent some of occasional yeah. stuff like or if yeah, so, it's something we really like yeah quite interesting that journey like starting it your art and then moving on to did you always screen print or did you no no um so we uh as i said we started in 2017 um and i think the first first kind of batch of designs we got in i think we got was it four or five designs and we got them printed we got them outsourced um so they were all screen printed we don't we've only ever done screen printed designs um just because you know i think that you know the quality speaks for itself so once you get into this sort of thing um and uh yeah kind of outsourced it until we moved into the place we are now um our house um which is kind of still where half the business is based and we moved here because there was a kind of a disused garage and i converted it into a print studio um and then yeah just taught myself how to print you know first off doing kind of single color designs and stuff and then gradually progressing buying a slightly bigger press and then um eventually uh when was it um september last year we moved into a our unit and kind of upgraded the press again, upgraded equipment and 
Yeah. Nice. Would you say that's been like a help for you growing? Because I noticed that, that you were like steady in terms of like followers, and, and then all of a sudden you kind of like it not it felt like you exploded. I'm sure there was like loads of behind the scenes stuff, but it just seemed like all of a sudden you were like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it kind of went a bit mental last summer, um, and that's kind of when we. Uh, I guess had to make the leap really I mean where where I was printing at home before the the garage just was like the, the garage was really slim so I could only fit certain equipment in there and I had a little tabletop press it was a single station four color press so I could only print one shirt at a time um or one shirt before I had to load another one and all that and everything and it was just really time consuming and you know when we were doing restocks and that we were restocking you know most of the time between 50 and 100 shirts so it was kind of to do that on a, on a kind of single arm press and everything. It was, you know, it was a full day's work. Whereas now kind of having the space and upgrading the press, um, having more stations and stuff like that, you know, I could knock out, if it was 100 single colour shirts, I've, I've done it in maybe an hour, hour and a half. Right. Um, so it's kind of, and you know, we, we never wanted, wanted the business to be kind of solely the kind of clothing brand because I think the clothing industry is, is so fickle as well isn't it it's kind of like you know you have brilliant months and then you'll have two shit months and it's just you know it, 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 it's not really a reliable um I guess source of income so we always kind of wanted to go oh we you know we want to print for other people and kind of are we're starting to carve out a little niche with that with you know working with breweries and stuff like that um which is really cool and that's what I'm interested in um so that was kind of the reason for the upgrade to the new space and all that but it's you know as, as as i said like the the i guess the time difference that we're spending on the printing alone has just you know it's more than halved um and it just means that you know we can focus on other parts of the business whether that's designing or whether that's you know um working with influencers or whether it's photography or whatever you know um, mm. doing taxes things like that yeah now, I've seen a lot of um, a lot of brands have kind of started. Well, I've spoken to have started to do that as well. That like sales are all over the place, as you said, and then um, they've started to pick up their own printing and then try and get other people's jobs and that kind of thing. So I think that's definitely something that a lot of people are doing to try and make it yeah. easier, try and gain money again. Yeah, yeah, but just I think it just makes it a bit more sustainable, really. It's you know, if we have a bad month with the brand, we know we know we're not just reliant on that sort of thing. Uh, mm. But it's, you know, the, there's the other aspect of it, you know, purely with the brand that it's like, you know, if I want to get a new new design out there, I don't have to outsource it and, and you know, get 50 or 100 shirts made up um, just to make, you know, kind of the profit margins, um, you know, half decent sort of thing. Um, you know, I can just print small batches and that kind of goes into the, I guess, the you know, the environmental sustainability side of it and everything, you know, what we're... Yeah huge batches of shirts printed that are just going to go to fucking waste um you know obviously every brand has designs that you know we think we're going to do well and they don't and they end up in the sale um you know i mean things like smalls for us just don't sell we never sell any smalls and yeah. every time i print a design i'm like i need to do a couple just in case you know there's there's somebody who's a small and wants to buy a t-shirt and they never fucking sell yeah <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so we've we've got like smalls left over from the very very first batch of designs that we did in 2017. It was wow. Yeah, I know it's crazy. They they they're just at the bottom of the box. I mean, I'm sure they'll sell 
someday, maybe 2050 or something like that. Possibly. What's the uh, the learning curve like? Because I'm really lazy and I've got a, I guess, really cheap DIY screen printer, like single one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I tried it once and like messed up a screen and then I've never gone back to it. <laughs> what, how have you found the learning curve from like starting to where you are now? Is it it's, easy once you get a hold of it? Yeah, I mean, it's a, I mean, screen printing in general is just an incredibly steep um, learning curve. There's a lot of trial and error lot of mistakes um but you know without without any of those mistakes i wouldn't have wouldn't be kind of as good as i am now and it's kind of like there's so many people out there that to to me are experts and kind of like speak to them and you know even they're like you know there's so much more to learn and stuff and it's kind of i'm still you know where i see myself still very much still at the start on my kind of screen and journey sort of thing if you want to put it that way um but yeah i mean the, the learning stuff the learning curve is pretty steep and i mean we we only print water-based as well um just to add another complication into the mix which um so obviously you have water-based and plastisolity kind of two um i guess main types of ink um the i guess the two the the major minus with water-based is kind of like it self-dries it's all air drying and stuff like that. oh you're having a beer um, i don't need to hide mine now <laughs> <laughs> no no you're good <laughs> I've tried, tried to have it so it's like, if I do a chat in the morning, it's like, come join me with a coffee in the morning. And then yeah. the evening, it's like, come for a bit. Like, yeah, look have a little a chat. Yeah, first thing in the morning. <laughs> mm. but, um, yeah, so, yeah, as I said, we're, we, we only print, um, print water-based. Um, and water-based, obviously, uh, air dries. So there's a problem with it trying in the screen and stuff like that. And I think that was a major problem when, when we were in the garage was only having that single station. It's kind of like so much time between like, you know, if I'm doing a full color print, it's kind of print, flash, print, flash, print, flash. And all that time, those other screens are just sitting there and air drying and everything. And mm. we'd have so many problems where it was, you know, it, it just gets so frustrating um, because, you know, you have to obviously keep the inks hydrated. But back then I didn't really know that. I was kind of just like, you've just got to work quick. Um, and, uh, you know, Obviously now it's it's been a few years since I've been printing and you you know, you pick up little tips and tricks along the way and everything and you know, it would have made it a hell of a lot easier if we went down the kind of plastic cell printing route and stuff, but it's just not anything I've ever got into. So Oh, I didn't know if you were doing like water based because it's like better for the environment or something or is it No, I mean the, I've had this discussion with quite a lot of people and um I I think plastic cell does get a little bit of a bad rap um I, I screen printing as an industry isn't an environmentally friendly industry it's just not um no matter what practices you put in place you know this you're still using a hell of a lot of energy there's still waste you're still using garments that you know at the end of the day even if they're made of 100 percent organic cotton they're made using renewable energy like the ones we use there's still you know the companies that are making this they've still probably got a lot of waste and there's a lot of waste water and stuff like that so yeah. as an industry this isn't environmentally friendly but um water-based is kind of so the reason i started using it is just i just kind of fell into it um and i've never come out of it you know i've never really tried printing plastic on and everything like that it's a lot um it's a lot more forgiving and kind of i, I don't think necessarily it's as steep a learning curve, but then again, I'm not an expert on it. So, so anybody out there watching that is a screen printer, shut me down. Um, but uh, 
Yeah, I think they both have their environmental benefits. So water-based uses more energy to cure the inks. So for instance, we have to pass our, pass our shirts through a dryer twice, so they can twice the energy to, to cure it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, they both have the benefits, but I think, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of whether it's brands or printers or whatever out there that go, oh yeah, just chuck the name water-based in there and it makes them environmentally friendly and it's, it's bollocks. Um, See, I did wonder, like seeing it, you're like, oh, that makes, that's got to be more environmentally friendendly than yeah. water-based, but... Yeah, but it's, you know, it's the same, it's the same with, you look at like garment manufacturers and stuff like that and it's, there's a lot of them that in my opinion are just greenwashing at the end of the day. It's, you know, you look at, for instance, Gildan, um, who have a pretty bad environmental rap, as well as a few other things, um, releasing this new eco line and everything like that. But they're still carrying on all the other operations. It's just kind of like giving this illusion that it's like, oh no, they're doing a bit of good now. And it's like, well, they're not, because they're still doing all the shit that they've been doing for, you know, 20 odd years. Yeah. It's because they still want the money, isn't it? Like... Yeah, exactly. exactly. And it's kind of the only reason that they've done it is because it's a trend. Yeah. You know, so we're we're always really, really mindful of um uh kind of the you know the garment manufacturers that we use and that applies to the print business as well. So we, we don't print on Gildan, we don't print on Fruit of the Loom or anything like that. Um just because we don't agree with it. And you know, we get the print business, we, we get clients coming to us saying, Oh, can you print me hundred gills? So, no. And they go somewhere else. Um and you know. Some people might say that's stupid and we're losing our business, but at the end of the day, we don't we don't want that work. We believe in the kind of the the product that we're selling, both on the brand front and and the print business front. Um, and yeah, don't like it, dump it. That's so. fair enough. <laughs> How have you found uh, all the Instagram stuff recently? Because like like you're saying, when we started, it was a lot easier and then it just was like every day or every month there's another like oh you're limit like we're gonna limit the amount of people you see yeah there's yeah like all these tips and tricks that come out that like you have to be all over pretty much to get anywhere yeah so i mean we had a um as i said we went a bit it went, we all went a bit mad for us uh was it last summer um and then towards the end of summer probably september i'd say you know pretty massive drop um and this was obviously we run ads like most brands do. Um, and they just absolutely plummeted. It was mental and it was kind of obviously the iOS stuff all happened in uh was it April that happened in, I think it was. But it obviously took a while to roll out and we yeah. towards the tail end of that rollout and it yeah, it hit us like a brick wall. Um and it was pretty scary <laughs> to say the least, because we'd just moved into our new unit. Oh no. Yeah. Um and we had our worst month for over a year and it was like okay, this is a bit shit. <laughs> so it hasn't it hasn't yet picked up to where it was before, to be really honest. Crazy. Yeah. It's... They did say, didn't they, like when Apple released it, it was gonna hit like a lot of people pretty hard. Mm. And the no. Have you thought or looked into any of the the things to get your reach back or are you doing all right on the reach front? It's just the ads that's um, so we haven't we actually haven't been running ads um for the last uh maybe three months 
um, and organically we're doing okay. Um, you know, obviously my, my focus has been less on the brand because the print business is, is it just brings in more, it's a more sustainable way of yeah. Um, but we don't want to give up brands in that either. Um, so yeah, we kind of made a decision to go, you know, we're not going to put any money behind the ads. You know, we've got this following on Instagram and, you know, a pretty loyal customer base. Um, and we just want to kind of see how it does sort of thing. So doing it organically through Instagram, Facebook, you know, just posting stories and whatever have you. And then um, sticking with like email marketing and everything. Because obviously where we've had quite a lot of orders over the last couple of years or whatever, we've built up quite a good subscriber base um, who are really loyal. And yeah, it's, it's really great to see. And it's kind of, you know, when you see... When you see customers coming back and you recognise their name on an order, it's like he's ordered six times or whatever. It yeah, it's cool. really nice to see that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's really, really fucking cool. Um, uh, I've just seen someone says can't hear you guys. I think you might have to back out and then load it again because the uh, other people that I was chatting to at the start said it was fine. The audio, so. Oh uh, really? Okay. Uh, no, 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 not not you. The person oh, that. Oh right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Ed, that now. <laughs> So yeah, some someone in the comments said they couldn't hear us. So I think they'll have to like back out and load it again because right, fair the... enough. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny. Uh, no, the people at the start was chatting to it was all fine. So yeah, fair um... enough. <laughs> uh, um, have you thought any more about like growing yourself more and becoming more of like the face behind the brand or behind the brand type thing? Because that's something that I've took me ages to get enough confidence to actually do this. Yeah, yeah. I've seen a massive benefit to it and everyone that I've spoke to that is a brand owner that shows themselves has done really well or seen like a massive yeah it's, it's there's a lot of brands that do that really really well um and it's just not it's just not me it's it's yeah. RT, I, d I don't like um you know saying that sitting here speaking to you on on the internet um I, I, I don't like being on camera and it's not like I don't like it. I'm just not bothered. You know? Yeah. Um, you know, going back to products and stuff like that and everything, I'd rather let that kind of speak for itself. I mean, you know, but obviously for that to work, you have to have a, um, like visually a really appealing Instagram website and everything. Your product imagery has to be good. And then, you know, obviously your product has to be good when it arrives and people are bought it and stuff like that. And I think that's kind of what we've done um, really well and then like our the, I guess the customer service side of things as well is I think something that we've we've probably done really really well with like my wife's probably um, not to blame for that um, that's the wrong thing <laughs> um, to what's the word to credit for that um, she deals with most emails and stuff like that um, and kind of customer queries and orders and everything and then you know built up like a really really solid like trust pilot um rating and everything which is pretty cool yeah. um and that's all come organically as well um which is really fucking cool um and it's you know people actually taking the time out to go this brand's pretty cool um and yeah it's i don't know We'd, but yeah to answer your question no I've, I've not really got any um intention of kind of going this is me this is my brand mm -hmm. um you know I've done some of the, a little bit of modelling for it and stuff like that, but that's probably as far as it's going to go. 
Yeah, so that's what I did at the start. I was like, had no one, so I was modeling all the tees and everything. Yeah, and yeah. I kind of got away from it, and I was like, oh, I don't want to be. Um, yeah, I, I don't. Because I saw a lot of brands that didn't have a figure or like a face, and they did. They're all doing really well. Yeah. Yeah. Now in my head, I've got it that like I have to be vocal and I have to be shown. Like, to yeah. be, this is me. I own it. I run it. I'm the only person. Like, it's a one-person operation. Yeah. But yeah. Then I guess if you, if you uh, establish it without doing that, then that's that's cool as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think you know, if you're gonna you're gonna go down that route, it's kind of you know, there's there's obviously really two routes to it, isn't it? You go down the no face route, or you go with this is my face. Yeah. Um and yeah, that neither of them are, are, are wrong. Or, you know, they're both right. Um, but I do think it's, it's it's not even really down to the brand, is it? It's down to, you know, to the person behind it, whether you feel comfortable yeah. doing it and, you know, people find you personable and everything like that, which is, you know, seem like a personal car. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I've, I've just no, no interest in it. I'm busy doing other things. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to. It's just got to the stage where I feel like I have to. Yeah. Because of how bad the reach is and like doing all the other bits and trying to get in front of as much people as possible. Yeah. It does seem to be the like little trick almost with Instagram at the moment, like doing the lives, doing the reels. That side of it's way better than just posting now. Even like story stuff, that used to be the key. And then now yeah. it's like dropped off massively. And I think I reached like. I mean, 100 and 200 people out of the six and a half thousand followers I've got, which is yeah. we're we're less than that at times, and we're yeah. just shy of 11,000 or something. And we did one a few weeks ago, and it reached like 80 people, and I was just like, yeah. "The fuck, this doesn't make That's any what sense whatsoever." You bear in mind, yeah. 24 hours as well. It's obviously just not being shown. And it was on that day as well, we did a post and out of, as I said, nearly 11,000 followers, I think it got like 20 odd likes or something. And it was just a bit like, right, this is a bit shit, isn't it? Come yeah, I think it's because they are competing with TikTok. So they're giving you the like, well, you have to, you users have to push audio. So if you're doing it to yeah. help them, they're then helping you. So it's yeah. literally the only reason why I've started doing these lives because before I was just doing like an audio podcast. Yeah, yeah. Enjoyed that. And then now I'm like, I need to, get behind a camera like know who i am to try and beat yeah. some of the instagram algorithm crap no it's cool though it's cool how um um how did the ios stuff affect you guys i never really ran ads that much no no right fair enough <laughs> i had a really bad relationship before anyway so like i'd run uh post something get a certain amount of likes I'd be like that's decent and i'd go i'm gonna run some ads on the next post so the next post run some ads and it would get slightly more than the other post. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, this is good. And then the next post I wouldn't run any ads and it would plummet. Like it would be horrible. Yeah. It almost feels like you ran ads, you have to keep running ads. Yeah. It's like, right, I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah. Because it, it felt like a trap. It was like, cool, well, you you enjoy getting this amount of likes and interactions. So to get that again or anywhere close to it, you can't reach it to do it organically like you did before. Now you have to pay. So I've just yeah. gone away from it. Like that, that was... I think it's every now and then I'll boost something or like promote it or whatever, but very rare these days. We we noticed that when we stopped um stopped doing our ads um when was it the start start of the year. Um and our engagement just dropped off a fucking cliff. It was just like oh Instagram's punishing us. But, yeah, it's what it feels like. It feels like they punish you, yeah. Yeah, and it's just, yeah, it's just bollocks. I mean, it's it's gotten better. Um, you know, it, here we are. 
sit and bitching about Instagram. Yeah, we're on my platform. <laughs> but, you know... It, probably, like, listening or watching or something, aren't they? We're going to get penalised for as well. <laughs> <laughs> Remove some followers. Um, but, yeah, it's, I don't know. It has gotten better. But, um, yeah, it's, it's still still not great. Um, but it's, it's just trying to find ways around it, isn't it? You know, it's, I think... Um, Obviously, you can have the best-looking profile in the world, but if nobody's seen it, it doesn't fucking matter, does it? Um, so I don't know. I'm, I'm not really an expert in it. I kind of more just focus on the the fun stuff. Um, so I don't find all this stuff very fun. The social media side of things, it's yeah. No. Or ad. It was at the start though. That's what's annoying. It was really fun and really social. Yeah. And it's it's interesting to go from. Um, I mean, I, I saw the thing before, like where MySpace was the big one, and then it moved to Facebook. And I never thought any like Facebook would ever drop off, but I haven't really gone on Facebook in the last like five years. Yeah, yeah. I'm just don't bother, and I feel like that's the shift that's happening now, where like Instagram was the thing, mm. and then now it's, it's just kind of not. Well, I don't, I don't think Facebook's ever going to disappear because Facebook is massive for like like things like groups and stuff. Yeah, and there's not really any other platform that does that. I mean, it's essentially the modern day forum, isn't it? Really, yeah. Of like, you know, I'm not talking about like selling groups or anything like that, but you know, I'm part of like screen printing groups and, and shit like that with like thousands of people in it, and that's not going anywhere. Yeah, there's nowhere else for it to to go unless you go on to kind of a traditional style forum like fucking Reddit or whatever. Um, and I don't want to do that. This <laughs> is. It's just so much easier having it, you know, on my phone, in my pocket. And mm. I, if I need advice on something, I can you know, ask somebody or whatever. Or I could just actually call somebody like a like a normal human. <laughs> yeah, but it definitely feels like it was Facebook was the, the everything. Yeah. And then it kind of moved to like Facebook and Instagram. And then now it's like Facebook's just kind of dropped. And Instagram is kind of the thing. But TikTok's kind of yeah. roaring everyone over. Have you given any thought to like... TikTok and yeah, we're, reach people we're, on, oh, we're on it. Um, I I did it for about two weeks and we started to do a lot and I just got really, really fucking bored with it. Yeah. I don't know. It just felt quite laborious like having to do videos every day and stuff like that. And it was, you know, I, I kind of, I, I got a bit too encouraged, I think, when we first went on there and like one of our first videos got like eight or 9,000 views or something. And anything I tried after that just got nowhere near it. And I was just a bit like, yeah, I really just can't be asked for this. You know, like maybe yeah. it to just not be seen and stuff like that. And obviously, I think, I, th I think the way kind of Instagram, uh, not Instagram, TikTok shows stuff to people is a lot smarter than Instagram. Um, and it kind of, it does broaden the reach of it because, I mean, we went from, from nothing to four, five, six hundred followers, whatever we are now in the space of like three weeks. Um, yeah. And that was, you know, none of it was paid. It was all organic, all through hashtags and trends and, and shit like that. Um, whereas, I don't know, it, it seems to just be coming harder and harder to do that through Instagram. Um, and it's, it's obviously because they want to monetize it. Um, but I think there has to be a little bit of, you know, leeway, I guess where it's kind of like they have to give a little bit of something back, you know? It's kind of help people grow organically rather than yeah. what you can do it by spending money. I yeah. don't know if they ever will. I think Instagram will always no, be... Either its own, but... I think 
the only thing they've done recently to help Brooklyn is where they've changed the um, so swipe up was only for people on ten thousand, wasn't it? Yeah. And then they've now done it so you can have insert a link. So you can have a link on any post, any story post, which is like that's quite good. Or you can link your shop to Instagram and then have the profile like you click on the what's it the link and it'll take you to their store or there. Yeah. That's quite cool. So they're two things that they've kind of done, but it feels like not a worthy trade almost. No. It was annoying because we got to ten thousand. And it was like, oh, you can now do this. And then they just went, everybody can have it. It's like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> but, yeah. Yep. TikTok are, are bastards in that respect. You can't, you can't put a website link in your uh, bio until you get to 10,000 followers. Oh. Yeah. What about um, if you go, is yours a business page? Because I think you can do oh, more so stuff. You... It back to a personal page. Um, yeah. I think when you're on a business page as well, the audio you can use is really limited. Yeah, yeah. I just changed it back to a personal page. I was like, if you're not going to allow me to have my website, it's essentially my personal page, isn't it? So, um, yeah. That's what I did. I, I changed it thinking like, oh, this is going to be really good. They'll give me loads of like extra things. And then it's essentially if like, you're getting penalised. Like, why have I lost all my music? Now I'm going to get transfer it back and change mine as well. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. T TikTok's a weird one. It's... Um, We've, I mean, I haven't really got much to measure it against, but I don't think we've had anything come through it in terms of actual sales. I think it's quite good as kind of like a, like a video building tool or, um, you know, as I guess there's something to just raise a bit more awareness and stuff like that and kind of build your brand on a slightly different platform and everything. But in terms of yeah. sales and kind of, you know, really growing the brand in a, I guess in a financial sense, um, it's just not, I, I don't think it's there for that. It's just there as a bit, mm. you know? Um, yeah. Whereas obviously Instagram, both of us is our main kind of, um, what's the word? Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> our main thing. Yeah, it is. It's how we reach the most people, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the problem with like TikTok and stuff is that you have to, um, do you have to be like a storyteller in a different way to how it was on Instagram? Yeah, like I found Instagram so good because I could work my normal job, take a photo, upload it, get those interaction and talk to people. Whereas now I can't do my full time job, get home, think of a funny like story to video or something, and then post it. It just it's, there's not enough time to be able to do that. Yeah, whereas there was on Instagram, but like it doesn't work the same anymore. Yeah. Hard. The the amount of brands I've seen drop out as well. So like last year and this the start of this year has been ridiculous. I felt like uh this last month there was about five or six brands were just like we're closing. Yeah. Yeah. So think, it's, it's horrible. At the start of COVID, a lot of brands were launched. Yeah. Um and I think when obviously things went back to a sort of normality people just got a bit disinterested in it and obviously that's mm. what the drop-off was but i mean we saw a lot because obviously we're you know a tattoo inspired brand and we are slightly slightly kind of moving away from that just purely because kind of my style has evolved a little bit in terms of what i design um 
but when uh, when COVID happened, obviously, like you had like, loads of tattoo artists that were kind of selling all their art, and they were getting t-shirts printed and stuff like that. And a few yeah. like tattoo artists like start bitching at us, basically saying like, "Oh, like you know, you should leave tattoo designs to like tattoo artists and all this blah blah blah." We're trying to earn a living and stuff like that. And it's like, "Hang on, mate! Look, COVID's not my fucking fault, is it? Like we're you know we've been around probably just as long as you have." Yeah, by you know, but anyway, that's a completely different ball game. <laughs> cool. Yeah, no, I think it's uh, even brands that have been were established before it have just been struggling to the point where they're like, I don't know if it's worth my time. Yeah, it's just horrible to see that like essentially our peers are just going, I try, I give up, well, I'm done. Yeah, yeah, you've been going for a long time though, haven't you? Yeah, mine's a weird one though because I was a different brand name. Yeah, you before. what was it? Event one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> thought it was a great name didn't really go anywhere and then yeah had a re-thought I guess and then yeah changed it to a name that's kind of a little bit more catchy yeah fair enough when did uh, you start it? what event one? yeah uh, so kind of I spoke about it before but like in 2012 oh what? I think it was um, with uh, my sister her friend and my friend fair enough it was going to be a video game, comic, anime type mash of design type, type stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so did that, did okay for a bit. And then no one else was really that bothered. So we kind of stopped. Uh, and then kind of focused back on it and went, actually, like, that is what I want to do. I think about five years later, I was like, why did I stop doing it? Like, I want to do it. I will just do it. Yeah, yeah. And then... Continued on as event one, but doing the whole like. Did you completely stop it and then start it all back up from scratch then, or did you kind of just leave it dormant? Yeah, so I had the. Uh, I think the only thing that I was allowed to change was the Instagram. So, like the Facebook that I had a following, I couldn't change. Right. For some reason, but they let me change their name on the Instagram. So. Right. <laughs> that was kind of lucky. Yeah, really weird. And then, so I, I put out a couple of like t-shirts and releases under event one that were essentially the doom and gloom kind of style the like token fun the darkness the like twists on sayings and that kind of stuff uh, and then i was like oh that's kind of what i want to do and then but the name doesn't really fit anymore yeah yeah and then changed it to the doom and gloom which is such a better name yeah i've, I've thought about rebrands so many bloody times like so before before i was a screen printer i was a graphic designer um so kind of designing logos and putting together branding and things like that was my kind of ball game but it's i don't know i think it's difficult like when it's your when it's your own thing it's so hard to kind of look at it from a different perspective and go you know try and rebrand yourself essentially i think way i mean don't get me wrong I'm, i'm quite happy with our branding it kind of just like i just think it needs a little bit of an update um it's been that way from the start I've gone through kind of like different, um, I guess, like icons and, and shit like that. But it's kind of, it always just goes back to the, you know, the standard logo, the black and white logo. Um, because, I mean, it just works on everything. You know what I mean? When we do like inside net prints and stuff like that and everything, it's, it's just simple. It's, we don't have any problem printing it because there's no super fine detail in it or anything like that. Like, um, but yeah. Yeah, it's something I think about every now and again, like a rebrand. But you know, I don't think we've changed the name. But um, 
yeah, just maybe a logo redesign and a kind of a bit of a shift towards a different kind of style, which I think is mm. a bit um, organically with our actual t-shirt designs anyway. Um, so I think when we first started, we kind of were very um, like traditional tattoo flashed and, and, and Sailor Jerry inspired and stuff like that. Um, and I don't know, I just got I just got a bit bored of drawing it, to be honest. Like before I did Downcast, I was um, I was trying to get a tattoo apprenticeship. That's basically how I started Downcast. Um, and I just had this massive fucking portfolio of all these designs and everything. And it was all like really traditional and American trad stuff and everything. And um, yeah, it was just like, I might as well fucking do something with it and just start putting it on t-shirts. But um, yeah, I think it, it, our style has shifted a little bit. It's kind of going more towards kind of like the graphic kind of streetwear stuff and everything. Like, I love like my comic book art and everything. And I think um, the last probably couple of pieces were released or you know a bit of a heart back to that um yeah i don't know it's it's just exciting to kind of see you know i mean from my own perspective it's because obviously i draw most of the, the stuff it's kind of like it's fun trying out new styles and everything uh, yeah. some of it's successful some of it's not it's you know it's all trial and error and that's you know i mean successful and not both in a um a sense of it either looks shit or good or it doesn't sell or it does um <laughs> But yeah, no, it's it's fun. I think that's it, isn't it? You want your brand to be your brand, and you want to be able to like like all the stuff you put out, and I guess yeah. say you will like wear it, like because that's how I feel with my stuff. Like I don't put stuff put out a design unless I would definitely wear it. Yeah, because I'm like, oh, it's it's my brand, and like, like going back to like I'm the face of it. So what would I wear? Or, like make drum put and the stuff out I want to wear. So if you've now shifted to that kind of designs. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so essentially that's um. When you were talking about like shifting from tattoo to like comic book style, whatever, I was like, well, like, um, Drop Dead just do whatever they want, don't they? They do like, a, they started off as like a comic book hat thing and they've shifted to like streetwear essentially now. So, yeah, yeah. I don't think it matters. You just evolve and change how we like, don't you? I mean, we, we have released stuff that is kind of, you know, to, as you said, it's kind of like very rarely release stuff or design anything that I wouldn't be able to wear myself. Um, mm purely because i mean i like to think that our kind of follower base are people like me and nicks you know um so they're probably going to be interested in similar topics or similar sort of kind of style of designs and stuff like that. but you know we have released quite a few bits that you know i just wouldn't wear <laughs> you know we did like last year we did like tie-dye and we did some like proper fluorescent colored t-shirts and stuff like that. it's you know, it's, it's, it's not my cup of tea, but it's sold really, really fucking well. Um, and it's just, you know, that's just what was in. Like, it looks like tie dye's back this year. Yeah. I think uh, it, every summer it seems to come back, like, massively yeah. done up, so. Fucking relentless. <laughs> so you go to any of the festivals, it's just a sea of tie dye. But acid wash has dropped off, um, which is a same shame. Because um, I like it. Is that the like black t-shirt with like a yeah yeah spray, like, spray on it? Whatever? Yeah, acid wash just looks like it's basically a bleach flick to it. Yeah. Um, and then obviously you have stone wash, which is just like it's just aged, isn't it? Really, that's still doing really well for us. Um, and that's the majority of the stuff that were released recently has all been stone wash stuff. 
and kind of like those heavier, slightly oversized cuts and stuff like that, and they're doing all right. Mm. Um, yeah, I was thinking that as a as a, like a T-shirt, it's just a little bit different, and it look, always looks amazing with the design on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think a lot of it is the design. I mean, it's kind of, I think my thought with stuff like that, like if we're going down like the stone wash route or the, the acid wash route and stuff, it's kind of, I don't think um, going over the top with kind of like your colour count and everything, like, it just looks a bit weird. It looks a bit over the top. It's like, if I'm going to do mad colours and lots of it, I'm just going to put it on a plain back t-shirt um, and let the design speak for itself. Whereas kind of if you're using like a stone wash or an acid wash or whatever, it's kind of like that stone wash or acid wash is half the, and it's half the design essentially. Yeah using that texture and that color and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so I think when, I mean, you know, every designer does shit differently, but it's kind of my, my, my kind of design process or thought process behind like when I'm designing something that it's like, I know that's going to go on an acid wash tea that really comes into it. Um, sorry, my back is going off. Sorry, I didn't get caught then at the end. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> What um what are like your plans for the rest of the year or like long term goals where you are you feeling like total world like domination with the brand or just kinda of continue on normal? Um not really too sure to be honest. I mean I think last year when things were going a bit mental, um we were obviously like, you know, we kind of want this to be our our main form of income and both me and Nick's to do do it full time. Um and it didn't quite get there. It was very close. Um, but that's, you know, when September hit, things dropped off. Um, so I think getting back to kind of those, Nick's runs our own business as well. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, it'd, be a bit, it'd be more difficult to do that now because back then we were both just working on Downcast. Yeah. Whereas now she obviously runs her own business as well and I've got Inky Cow now too. So it's kind of... Um, yeah, I guess, I guess it'd be fine in the time, but you know, if we were doing that well, it'd be would would bring people in. Um, and I think that's the probably the short to midterm goal. It's you know, it's a boring one, but it is to get to the stage where we can bring some people in to help and further grow the brand. But I mean, you know, in terms of I guess getting seen and kind of things that we want to do, we'd love to like get onto the festival scene a bit more and stuff. Um, it's you know, it's something we have kind of toyed with and we've, you know, applied for a few places and stuff like that. Um, but A, it's expensive and B, it's not guarantee. Yeah. Thirdly, it's kind of like it needs to be a festival that we want to go to and we're going to enjoy ourselves at. There's no point just going and being like, oh, we need to go make a in. It's, you know, we, we, we're, we're going there as the brand and to, and to sell fucking T-shirts, but we also want to go and we want to have fun. It's you know we've we've never wanted downcast to feel like work. It's you know something we've enjoyed doing, and we kind of want to keep it that way. It, yeah. it means it stays at the level it's at, like you know, it stays at the level it's at. Um, you know, we've both got our our, our other businesses, um, and yeah, just just keep it that way. Keep it as a you know a side hustle sort of thing. Um, mm. You know, and we've got the equipment and the space to. To be able to just, you know, if we want to print 10 t-shirts for the brand or 200 t-shirts for the brand, we can. Um, yeah, so I don't know. There's there's no no real major plans or anything like that. It's, yeah, just go with it. 
Nice. I think I need to do the uh, festival thing as well, or just start getting out there more and like trying to promote the brands that's not on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. But I found with a lot of the festival stuff, there's hardly anything like my side of the country. Like I have to go quite a way to get to stuff, which is really annoying. Where that's all? Like, uh, Norfolk. Sorry. Yeah, Norwich. Yeah, Norwich, yeah. Norwich, yeah, yeah. Um, so I saw like those people that like the least tattoo thing, and I was like, oh, that'd have been cool. And then when you look, and you're like, that's like a five, six hour drive. That's yeah, like, they're not cheap either. Yeah, and then you're like, that's quite a bit. And then anything else is always middle Midlands or like London or across, and you're like, yeah. Right. So I mean, we're we're just outside of Brighton, um, and you know, we've we've inquired about the Brighton Tattoo Convention before because it's obviously massive. Yeah. But it was fucking extortionate. It was silly. Really, really silly money. Um, mm. Like, I would have to sell, like, a thousand T-shirts. <laughs> and I suppose realistically that's not yeah, going to happen. Realistically, be able to properly make it worthwhile, taking a few days out, stopping everything else that's going on, you know, sort of childcare or whatever. You know what I mean? It's kind of all these... Mm. Um, play into it, and it's just like... Yeah, it it just wasn't worth it, and it's kind of, you know, we'd we'd love to do those kind of events, like the tattoo conventions and stuff like that. But it's yeah, financially, it's just not worth it. I mean, we're more looking down the the festival route and looking at, I don't know, like like two thousand trees and and that kind of level of festival. Like you know, we know we're we're probably never going to apply to anything like Glastonbury or Reading. Yeah. Um, because it'd be the same issue as the Brighton Tattoo Convention. It's just going to be extortionately expensive. Um, and there's no guarantee of success. You know, you look at, you know, the 2003s one or the, you know, similar ones to that. I can't think of any other festival names off the top of my head, right now, which is yeah, a bit silly considering I've got a massive list of ones going, that one, that one, that one, that one. Um, and yeah, they're, they're reasonably priced and the, the risk is kind of, you know, it's mitigated a little bit. Like, you know, they're all, or five hours away from us but if we're going for a weekend it's you know gonna have fun we just happen to be taking the brand with us yeah i think that's like another necessary step in trying to get the reach out to more people isn't it like yeah growing up at the events or having little school somewhere uh, it's something i've never done either like i mean there's, there's some brands that do it really really well like um yeah. you follow born dead in the states yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So they've just come off like a. So they organised an actual tour, um, which was really fucking cool. Um, mm. They, like, I think they like sponsored a stage and everything like that, and just basically went on yeah. all these bands and set up a stall at every stop they had and everything. And it's just something like that. It'd be so fucking cool to do. But I don't know. They're they're a, a different breed. Them too. They're fucking brilliant. Like you know. Um, and they've really, really got their shit together. They've just got the social media thing just dialed in. And yeah. Yeah. And they've got a really cool fucking story as well, you know. It's, um, yeah, I like them. There's a lot of American brands, like Boss Dog or another one. You heard of them? Yeah. yeah is that, was it a girl, one girl? No, no, it's a, it's a husband and wife team. Oh, okay. They're in, um, where are they? They're in the desert somewhere in America. Um, one of the deserts. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Always, all, all their photos are always very sunny and sandy. Um, but yeah, they're a fucking awesome brand, and they do a lot of um, like collabs with like other artists and other brands and stuff like that, which is pretty cool. Um, 
yeah. A lot of cool brands like that. Yeah, that's what I was thinking uh, before. Like, I was looking at loads of American brands because they're normally massive. Mm. I'm trying to think, like, what's the equivalent here? And there's, like, I mean, like, um, Bad Monday. Yeah, Drop Dead, Bad Monday, and and I can't think of Hobo Jack, yeah, yeah. But, like, there's not many, but there's loads of really cool American ones. It's annoying. Yeah. Yeah. So, what's the other one? Um, American one. Take to the Grave. You heard of those? Yeah. Yeah. They they do some really cool stuff. They they've got like all the like the proper American trad stuff like dialed in. But they've started doing all like homeware stuff and everything, which is really fucking cool. They do like all these like plate sets with all like spider webs on and shit. Yeah, and like bedding sets and rugs. Yeah. 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 I was like, I go on their, their store quite regularly and then you get to check out and it's like, oh, it's £150 for shipping. It's just like, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not paying double my order for shipping. But, uh, yeah. Exaggeration. Done, like that. No, but you are right, though. I've done it so many times. I've been like, oh, that's a really cool t-shirt, especially mm -hmm. when um, there's one I found on TikTok, a brand, and I really like some of their stuff. And they did like $13 t-shirts, like a massive sale. It was all like hand screen printed, like two or three color stuff. And I was like, oh, all right, cool. How much? Like, oh, I'll get, I'll get three, like, because that's the price of one normal t shirt. Mm. And the shipping was just so much. I was like, I can't even justify spending more on shipping than the t shirts are worth. Yeah. And it puts you off. It's so annoying. Yeah. Yeah. We occasionally get like orders that, uh, whether it's to the States or it's to the other side of the world in Australia or something. And it's obviously the shipping is expensive. And we've had a few where it's kind of like somebody's just ordered a pin badge and then paid 25 shipping to Australia. Wow. Like, what? What are you doing? <laughs> I actually really wanted the pin badge. It's like, just have a T-shirt. Like, you know, I'll, I'll chuck in a T-shirt for free just to cover it. Uh, That's yeah. the thing as well. I always feel really bad when those orders go through. So I end up putting like loads of stickers or just something yeah. just to make yeah. it like slightly better for them because it's horrible. <laughs> Yeah, that it's going to turn up and they're like, oh, I thought it was massive. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, how did you think of your name? Because that's something that I couldn't find in like the About Us section. What, Dancast? Yeah. Um, honest answer is I don't know. <laughs> so, whenever I've come up with a name for so I was in a few bands when I was younger or uh, for Frankie Cow, our print business or for the brand or anything. What I'd do is literally just mine that word vomit just into notes on my phone, just like yeah. random words or whatever. And literally just get as much out of my head as possible. And then a few days later, just go back through it. Um, and I think that's what happened with Downcast. Um, and originally it was going to be Downcast Clothing. Um and yeah, and then just Dancaster Power stuck. Um, yeah, yeah, nothing particularly exciting. It's just my my mind just going there. Fair enough. I, I always have a thing about brand names, like from going from what mine was to what it is now. It took me ages to think of something that kind of fit what I wanted the brand to be. Yeah, yeah. So I, I always find like that's a really good question because you're like, oh, well, why did you name it this? And there's sometimes there's a story behind it which is really interesting. Or yeah, it's just word on that. <laughs> Yeah, nothing interesting. <laughs> I was really, sh I was really shocked with mine actually. Like, I, I was certain that Doom and Gloom would have been taken as a brand name. 
Yeah. It was weird that it wasn't. Very lucky, I guess. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. What, um, so when you said you wanted to be a tattoo artist, was it like you started off as doing art at like school and college when you were really into it and then you thought the next thing would be... No, I so I've, I've always drawn since being a kid. My, my parents were artists. Um, and my dad was a black performance artist and stage artist and painter and everything like that. And uh, yeah, so, to, so I was always kind of taught to, to draw and paint when I was a kid and everything. Um, and then just stopped doing it for years and years and years. Didn't pick up a pen, pencil, paintbrush, anything. And then um, I, uh, I think I was, I was out of work for a little while and um, just started drawing just because I was fucking bored, <laughs> basically. And uh, put it up on, 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 on my personal Instagram. Um, you scroll back like, to whenever the fuck it was. Um, and it got like loads and loads of likes and I was just like I, got, I can't remember what it was it was like a feather or something like that and uh, I was just like oh right okay and you know what it's like with social media it's kind of you get those likes and it's kind of a bit gratifying isn't it and it's like oh okay. yeah. and then that did well and it was kind of just I just started drawing more and trying different styles and everything and kind of like tattooing was always something I was interested in I'd kind of never gone like you know I'm, I'm not going to lie and go oh I always wanted to be a tattoo artist or whatever. It's kind of just, it kind of fit the bill at that time sort of thing. And it was kind of something that I really wanted to do. I went to a couple of interviews for apprenticeships. Um, didn't get them, obviously. Um, and then, yeah, it kind of just spitballed from there, really. Like, um, yeah, it was just drawing and drawing and drawing and practicing and, you know, trying out different styles. But obviously, you know, it's very heavily tattoo focused and everything. But, yeah. Is the tattoo artist thing something you'd want to go back to? If like time wasn't an issue, would you go back to it, or are you quite uh, happy with what you're doing now? I think in in an ideal world, like yeah, maybe it'd be something I'd like to revisit. But then, like you know, if it wasn't kind of uh, for for that will happening, and you know, me not going down that route, like a, I wouldn't have the brand, b, I wouldn't have my print business, and I fucking love screen printing. I love the industry. I love the people in it. Um, you know, there's so much fucking support in this industry, which I've I've not found from any other industry I've worked in. And that's going from design to the charity industry to the pub sector to fucking sales or whatever. It's just mm. a completely different animal to anything I've ever been involved in. Um, and it's just really fucking cool. Like, you know, I've never, never been one to have like massive friendship groups and everything like that. But since like starting dream printing and you know particularly i know chessie from squeegee inc joined earlier because i saw her i don't know if she's still there um but yeah just i wanted to say thank you to chessie because it's basically like it's connected it's i went on her podcast basically and it's connected me with like loads of other people and i know it's done the same for quite a lot of other uk printers as well um and it's just a real supportive industry so i don't i don't know it 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 kind of there's that thing in the back of my mind it's like oh, i'd love to go you know try and get back into tattooing or whatever try and get an apprenticeship or whatever but it's kind of like you do also hear so many negative things about the industry and it's kind of just like i'm, I'm good where i am you know it's it's still a bit of a dream but i don't know maybe just leave it to the professionals <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah it's definitely something i thought about doing but i like space is an issue for me and i was only ever going to do it was like 
bit of a hobby. Like, well, not a hobby, but like, do one design or like a kind of like we've got on your t-shirts, which you said like do with blue, just like a, a chest print or mm. like a um, Johnny Cupcakes did it really well, where it was uh, like a friends and family t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. And I would have loved to have had just a, a on my a single screen on my like DIY printer. I could have then done like a friends and family t-shirt and then if somebody did repeat orders or something or like I knew I could give them that and they would be like one of only however many that would have yeah. friends and family doing a green t-shirt. Yeah. No, I think the like the limited edition route and stuff like that is really cool. It's kind of something we want to look at maybe a little bit more. I mean, we kind of do like the limited runs of stuff anyway, but we don't really advertise it as that. It's kind of just like, you know, it is what it is. We print in small runs to avoid wastage but kind of doing that you know not creating urgency it's the wrong wrong word but just i guess creating a bit more exclusivity with like certain designs that have been um you know i think you know if the brand does grow more i think probably the next major step for us would be to actually produce our own garments mm, well like a cut and sew style or yeah 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 so yeah, cool. get get them made custom made for us um just because you know i think the, the so we use two or three main brands and we're happy with all of them but i think with all of them there's things that i would like to improve on um and it's just you know it is me being picky but i wear the shit every day i print it every day um and they're also the brands that we use for our screen printer business sort of thing so it's kind yeah. of the dovetail the two and kind of go okay no this is our own brand that we use for both the screen printing business and for the brand would be really fucking cool. Um, and obviously there's some people that aren't going to like that. Some people aren't going to like the fit or the cut or the length or the weight or thickness or the colors or whatever. You're always going to have those people that, you know, we've never ever had complaints about our t-shirts, whether it's the thickness or the fit or anything like that, apart from for one person in the five doing this. There's one person that moaned about it, and it's kind of just like, but that's the one that gets you, isn't it? Yeah. That's the one that's like, oh, it's all shit. It's all shit. And it's like, you know, it's, um, I think it, <clears throat> you know, being online and kind of people being able to say what they want. And, you know, we have had, you know, people bitching and not being particularly nice um, and effing and blind and calling us names, um, which is never pleasant, but it's because they're hitting me on the phone. Yeah. yeah, I always find myself like that because, like, I've worked in retail for years and years. Like, <laughs> I know that I know that people are really quick to criticise and give bad feedback, but it takes a lot for someone to go out of there and be like, "This was amazing, thank you so much." Yeah, like, I know that's the the way around. So when I get like a really negative comment or like a bad email or something, I'm just like, "Meh, yeah. maybe." And kind yeah. of look at it and I'm like, "Nah," <laughs> just try not to let it bother me. I was in the pub trade for a long time, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, take that and combine it with alcohol. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, people can be right dicks. But, you know, that's, uh, that's just human beings, isn't it? So you've got to, got to part up with them. So, uh, you know, thankfully, you know, as I said, we've got a really, really loyal customer base. And, yeah, we love our customer base. It's, you know, we very, very rarely get complaints. I mean, you know, if something gets sent out by accident or an order's wrong or something like that, we're always super fast to rectify it. It's kind of, you know, it's not thinking in the sense that the customer's always right. It's just it, it's just that we're sometimes wrong, you know? 
um, and very rarely. Um, what was I going to say? No. I just want to. Uh, I'm just going to say hi to Kyle. I think it was who said from Bones Cult. Where it was? Yeah, Kyle said hi a minute ago. So hello. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've completely lost my train of thought there. <laughs> Thanks, Kyle. <laughs> I think what you said about the um, like custom cut and sew and stuff, I think that's kind of like the next level for every brand, isn't it? Where they want to get to the point where they're putting out t-shirts and they're like, well, what's next? Kind of like take it to, um, take it to the grave, grave take, grave take. Yeah. Um, it's doing the all that rad, like just random custom stuff. And it's so cool. But yeah. then seeing them as a brand, you're like, oh, they're quite big and well established because they're able to do all this other stuff and not just t-shirts. Like that's where everyone wants to get to. I know like that's where I want to be anyway. Yeah, I mean, we've we've gone down the route and had a couple of custom bits made. We've done our socks, which were completely custom, um, and they were made like using um, uh, what is it like recycled uh, materials and uh, cotton that was going to end up in landfill and shit like that. Recycled. There's only a certain amount of colours of thread you can use because they can only dye it a certain way and everything, um, which is pretty cool. Um, and kind of we really liked that process of going like, oh, this was made for us. It's kind of like it's not something, you know, another manufacturer has made and we're just working our design on that sort of thing. So, you know, yeah. rebrand T-shirts, obviously, we can pull out the label and put in neck tags and pull out the care instructions and print our own and shit like But it's not, you know, it's not the same. You know, as, as I said, I, lo I love the brands that we print on. Um, and we would probably go down the route. Of, you know, it sounds a bit stupid considering... I'm saying we're going to do a cut and sew stuff. But I think the route we'd go down is go to one of these manufacturers and be like, can you make our cut and sew t-shirts or whatever? Because we like your stuff. We just want to make some slight changes to it to keep your yeah. route, but add our bit to it. Um, that's probably the route that would go down rather than, you know, going to somewhere in China or whatever, you know, um, which I think is the route that a lot of brands, when they get to that size, do go down. Um, to keep obviously the cost per unit down and everything like that, but it's you know it doesn't necessarily guarantee quality, does it? For you know, then there's the environmental factor to to take in and stuff. I think for where we are now, it doesn't make any sense to go down the car side route. Um, a, we're not on that stage, and B, I don't think we'd be kind of producing the numbers needed to actually make it profitable. Um, yeah. You know we've worked out great deals with our suppliers and stuff like that and the garment manufacturers already to you know get what we print on for very good prices so yeah it's no point going to change it just yet but it's yeah it's hopefully it's in the future uh, yeah that's what you think as well like i have all these um ideas and like i've got a whiteboard up there with like just stuff i want to do and i'm like that's a really cool idea but i feel like that's a year or two down the line or like that's a really cool idea. I'd love to do that in five years. And it's just, it's horrible to be, like, thinking of things that I can't do yet. Yeah. If you're the same, you're like, oh my God, this, but like, later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was all of, it's all a process, isn't it? It's just, you know, I think even from, you know, when we very first started out and kind of like the little equipment upgrades and stuff, like, it's all a process of kind of getting to the, to the next stage. Like, you know, in terms of, um, you know, the print business and downcast in like actually growing the business physically that's going to be you know bringing somebody into it 
that can help me print or can do admin or whatever. And then after that, it's equipment upgrades and space upgrades and, and shit like that. And it's just, it's a constant ongoing process. It's, you know, probably, you know, I don't want to take over the world. I really don't. <laughs> um, I just kind of want to be, want it to be at a size where kind of, you know, we're comfortable and we have a few employees and yeah, it just kind of takes care of itself and we can do the fun shit, you know. I don't, you know, yeah. aim into business. I don't want ever, you know, I don't want them to ever think like, oh, this is it's a boring job or, you know, this is work. Don't want to go to work on Monday or that. Because um, we all fucking hate that, don't we? It's, you know, that mentality is so negative and everything. Obviously, a lot of people are in it and they can't help it and they're stuck in that. Um, but yeah, I think when we get to that stage, we don't ever want it to be like that, you know. We're going to have a beer fridge. <laughs> Just don't be drinking on a dip. Um, yeah. But, yeah. I don't know. I think, like you said, with um, like Bad Monday before, that's kind of the level where I'd love to get to, where it's like, you've got a big unit, you've got some like friends and family that work with you. You kind of have a mess and like a piss about like during the daytime and you just you turn over stuff and you have fun and you enjoy what you're doing. Like, I'd love to be that level, but yeah, yeah, just the work to get there, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, they started years ago, didn't they? It was a what's his name? Is it Paul? Started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he started out in his garage just with a um, I think he started out with DTG if I remember right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is pretty cool. There's, I don't think there's many people that started out with a DTG printer in the garage. It's normally screen printed. Um, That's a crazy move, isn't it? Like to go from that to then. They're not bloody cheap either. So. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. that's, what, that's what annoys me about that brand is like I can't see much of the how they got from like in the early stage they did a bit of like behind the brand of like this is what we've done and then now it's just none of that it's like this is a day to day operation I'd love to learn more of their story which is why I like doing these really like I just love chatting to brand owners and artists and stuff yeah now their journeys yeah no it would be cool I think you know I think it probably gets to to a point where they're a certain size that people just know them yeah you know so they probably just don't have to do it anymore but it's you know it, go, it goes back to what we were talking about before with kind of like you know whether the brand has a face and stuff like that and i think like so born dead for instance so it's was it guy's name was Vinny, and then oh, i can't remember what the girlfriend's his other half's name um, you know you associate them with born dead and they're fucking massive um yeah. They're kind of the main models for the brand. They're the ones who are in all the videos and the videos of packing orders or just fucking about in the warehouse and everything like that. And it's kind of, you know, I'd love to have that, but it's just not, it's not who we are, you know. Um, mm. You know, I'm, I'm not filming constantly. <laughs> I always fucking forget to take pictures and stuff and film stuff and everything, you know, like when I had a few print jobs on uh, the other the other week and um, just forgot to take photos of it. So photo <laughs> And I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, that was really good content. And it's like, mm. you know, it's not for the brand, it's all right, but still, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, I don't have any other questions or anything. Have you got anything you want to chat about? Do you have a thought? Of... Um, I don't know. I was maybe going to say, like, what's your, um, what's your kind of process for going, going through, um, Overgrown Co. Hi guys, we're just up the road from you. Uh, <laughs> what's your kind of process? Because you work with a few models and stuff like that, don't you? What's your yeah. 
process for I guess finding people because I think the problem that we have is you know we can put out call outs and stuff like that but I mean a we get inundated which isn't necessarily a bad thing but it's just it's a lot lot to kind of sift through I think the problem that we have is kind of finding people of a certain size which is obviously not fucking massive because they're going to be like oh yeah I'm going to charge you blah 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 for something that in my opinion isn't necessarily worth what you're paying for it I'm not saying it's not worth yeah. anything um, but most of the time it's overpriced um, for what you're actually getting um, but I think, you know, the, the, the kind of people that we want to work with, like the influencers or models or whatever you want to call them, are kind of those, like, you know, not micro-influencers between, like, 500 and 5,000 followers and stuff. And they're the ones that have always done really, really, really well for us and ones that mm-hmm. we've a relationship with. Um, and, yeah, so I just wanted to ask kind of, like, what your process is. Ours is very scattergun and very random and kind of just yeah. like that one, you know. Yeah. Kind of the same. Like I've never paid anyone for content. Yeah. Um, like having to, when I spoke to a load of them, kind of have that relationship of like, you're getting some free stuff. You're getting free stuff so that you can make content for your Instagram, so that you can grow your following and your image and your portfolio. So that is essentially like how we're paying them, kind of. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of that's the route I go down. I try and work it in that way. Like. Yeah, if you're getting my stuff free, I don't get anything out of it other than your face on my stuff to help me sell. You're building your brand, your portfolio. Yeah, um, I mean, it's a similar way to how we do it as well now. I mean, we, we did do the kind of paid influencer stuff and everything for a while in the beginning. And it was just, you know, some of it was great and some of it was not so great. And I think the kind of, um, I guess, lack of reliability um with it was the big big turn off for us because it's like you know say you're paying i don't know what 100 quid for some photos or whatever for some model wearing it and then they send you the photos and they literally just some fucking selfies oh what's this what are you about um and we genuinely have had that um and it's like oh yeah but i'm posting it on my profile and it's going to go to all my followers and it's like yeah but we're not going to get anything from that <laughs> We're literally not going to get a single thing from that. All you've done is take my money and uploads. Um, mm. But you know, so we have we we have been down that route, and as I said, some of it's been successful, some of it hasn't. But it's probably leaning towards more towards the side of not successful. And I think um, kind of big influencer marketing. Uh, and where bear in mind when I say big, I mean like the probably fifty k plus to. I don't know what one hundred and fifty thousand, two hundred thousand. I think you know when you. Obviously, it'd be worthwhile if you're doing it with Kylie Jenner or whatever. You know what I mean? They're a, a different level completely. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think it's about just finding balance, really, isn't it? You know, we work with a lot of the, I guess, the micro influencers, as I said. Um, I know Aaron was on here earlier. I don't know. Yeah. Um, he's fucking brilliant, and we love him, and we work with him really, really regularly. Um, I spoke to him on a live uh yeah, yeah, I, I saw um but yeah it's from my neck of the woods as well um yeah. but uh yes yeah, I, I don't know it's finding more people like that for us people that we want to um and they want to build build a relationship with um you know people who genuinely love the brand and want to work with us and everything so yeah 
Yeah. Uh, so the thought I had recently was like, I need to go back to doing photography. Like, because that's one of the, the like, many reasons why I started doing a brand. Was like, I love photography. I love art. Like, I love the web social side of it. Let's make a brand. Yeah. I kind of off doing photography. But like, why can't I put out a thing um, <laughs> on Facebook on like my own uh, profile? Like saying, anyone nearby that is slightly tattooed or whatever wants to have some photos, let's meet up and we'll take some photos. You can have you can have the t-shirts, I'll take the photos, you can use the photos, like, let's work together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't necessarily care about their, like, how big their reach and stuff is. It's more... No. I, mean, I, I just we, need content. But... <laughs> yeah, we, we would love to do that, kind of do more in-person shoots and that. We did have one planned... Um, when was it? it was, I think it was towards the tail end of last year, like, it must have been about September time, something like that, maybe October. Um, and it fell through because of COVID. Um, and we were going to do like a video and stuff like, like a proper promo video and everything and get loads of photos done. And we had all the models sorted and everything. And the videographer got COVID and then it kind of just never, um, just never resurfaced sort of thing. It was kind mm. of a bit flat. But, um, you know, the, the, the reason we want to, you know, work with kind of like more the micro-influencers and stuff like this, because when we have put out local calls, out, call-outs and stuff, we don't really have a big like local cu- uh, customer base or like follower base or anything like that. So it's a bit like, yeah, I don't know. It's just difficult. It's reaching those people. It's like, you know, as I said, we're just outside of Brighton. And there's, you know, there's loads of fucking really cool-looking alternative people, tattoo people, whatever in Brighton. But it's kind of connecting with the ones that A, would be up for doing it and B, like the brand. Um, and I think that's the tricky part. It's just about its reach, isn't it? And we'll mm-hmm. have only a certain amount of it. Um, you know, I don't know. I'm going to put an ad in the local paper. No, that's not to that extent. But that's what I was thinking about like earlier while I was at work. I was like, I should just go on my personal Facebook page. And because I've got people that like you're friends with loads of people nearby and stuff, just be like, yeah, like you said, casting call. Anyone that's tattooed, fancy meeting up on this day, this location, I'll give you some free stuff. Let me take some photos and then kind of build a relationship that way. Because I think, as far as I know, where I am, there's not really any other big brands like me. Yeah, like I don't know of any around your way. Yeah, that's what I found with like that kind of stuff. So I always try and follow other clothing brands and like try and speak to them and kind of get to know them and stuff. And then it's the same with like artists and tattoo people. And they're never this side of the world, or like not the world, but like this side of England. They're always Leeds or Brighton or it's it's really annoying. So there's hardly any. So I feel like I would kind of have quite a decent pick of people almost. Yeah. Able to follow for me. Yeah. I went up, um, uh, went up to see, uh, do you know Ruben, Twisted Wire? Yeah. So he was in the chat right at the start. I was going to mention him earlier. So he was my first model. <laughs> he fucking left. <laughs> yeah, so he, he was originally like my first model that asked him stuff and I sent it to him. And then he ended up working with What Bad Monday and then he had to start his own brand. And like he was in this, the chat at the start. And I was like, we should do a live. And he was like, yeah, definitely. So <laughs> Yeah, good mate of mine. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. yeah, I can't believe he's not here. Not here to watch us. Bastard. Uh, he was right at the start, though. Yeah. 
probably texted him after it'll be like, where the fuck were you? <laughs> what a small world though. Yeah, I know, but um, yeah, was it before before I knew, I was going to say, I went up to see him just the other week, um, went to get a new piece of equipment up in Birmingham, swung back down his way. Um, but it was kind of like, it was just really nice to kind of, because I've never actually met him in the flesh, we've been speaking for fucking years and just never had the opportunity to meet and then actually getting to meet him was really, really fucking cool um, because we're in the kind of, in the same sort of boat where it's kind of a lot of people we work with are like the other side of the country and stuff like that. I think there's one person that we work with who's local and she's the only one we've managed to find in who's been really really reliable mm. one one thing for me personally is i just can't work with people who aren't reliable that's my idea and my stress levels go from naught to 100 really really quickly um i just need that kind of peace of mind that it's like i know i'm gonna get get the goods and all that like that's what i love about aaron and he always fucking delivers and if he's still there aaron we love you um and yeah, I've completely lost what I was saying again. I've just gone off on a fucking. <laughs> um, yeah, um, yeah, I can't remember what I was saying. Mate. <laughs> no, I think you are right. That does. It is really good when you find those people that just make that you just become really good friends with. And like I said, I try and um, follow other brands, influence, and try and build up some sort of relationship because I feel like that's missing. So we used to have a um like brand chat on, oh. on like Instagram. And I know there's a couple on Facebook and stuff, but like they just kind of all fizzle out and it's really annoying. Yeah. It'd be really cool to have just like a big network of just like everyone chatting about shit and like trying to get to know each other and stuff because we're all in the same boat. Yeah, yeah. Oh fair enough. Yeah, me and Ruben have got a potentially got a little project planned. So it'll be Ooh. announcement of that at some point <laughs> yeah <laughs> should be good i won't say anymore i'll just tease you okay cool yeah i'll have to uh, have to keep an eye out for that yeah i'll let you know i'll let you know anyway <laughs> but, yeah. cool. fair enough um yeah have you got any other questions or any other topics or anything or uh not that i can think of to be honest mate i'll probably think of about five when we get off but you know, it's always the way in it I'll be messaging mm. until two in the morning and be like, what's this? <laughs> <laughs> we can always do, like what I've said to everyone that I've ever spoken to on like, my podcast and stuff is, we can just do another one in like six months' time and just have to yeah. catch up. It's... Yeah, just to catch up. It's good, isn't it? It's great. Mm. It? I've been able to do this, though, because I mean, as you, know, as you said right at the start, we've spoken for fucking years, but it's like, um, obviously, I didn't know what you sounded like and you didn't know what I sound like. And... You know, it's just it's just really cool being able to do this and kind of like connect with other brand owners. You know, I said said the thing about the screen printing industry and me being able to connect with other screen printers and everything is really cool. But then being able to do it with other brand owners as well from that side of it is really fucking cool too. Um, yeah. And yeah, that's you know that's how me and Ruben started chatting and everything. And we're really good mates now. Um, and yeah, yeah, it's just wicked, man. Carry it on, keep it up. Thanks. Yeah, it's it is upsetting that brand owners aren't more talkative. I guess because like I think this like, is, some of them just might you know it's just might not be their thing really, isn't it? It's just yeah. you know I'll I'll chat shit until the cows come home, mate. It's, yeah, <laughs> I'm your ideal guest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
you can definitely come back on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll see you in six months. But uh, yeah, I'll exactly. see, you, see you in three months. <laughs> we can do three. <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah, I've got nothing else to, to chat about, so sure. I'm going to wrap it up and like, and let you enjoy the rest of your evening. Cheers, mate. You too. Well, thanks for coming on the chat. It's been amazing. Um, yeah, like you said, it's, it's nice to see your face and kind of know more about you because I, I had no idea. And these, that's almost the best bit about doing these as well is not knowing, not having like really a clear plan of what we're going to talk about. Yeah. Jumping in, getting to know you and then having a really good chat. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely, mate. Definitely. Cool. Excellent. I'll end it there and uh, talk to you soon. No worries, mate. Have a good yeah. one. Bye.